0: a good question I think the worst business decision I've ever made is to not go into business for myself (laughs) because you know I was so miserable for so long and working for other people and just not having things you know the way that I would do them and it was a it was a big struggle so I think that the biggest part of of, uh, you know the the bad decisions that I made were because I didn't decide to go into business for myself
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I am your host of The Inventive Journey. Um, I am the serial entrepreneur that's also the uh, founder and managing partner of Miller IP Law. I uh, love to, to explore the journeys of other people and how they uh, got their startups and their small businesses going. And today we have on a uh, great host. So it's, uh, Her name is Christina, and uh, she'll tell you a lot more about herself, but uh, early on in her career, She worked for several attorneys, and hopefully she doesn't uh, hold it against me that I'm also an attorney, and it didn't taint her too much. But then uh, she started uh, transitioned over and started uh, working with uh, Microsoft partners, and I didn't even know what a Microsoft partner was until we talked. But it's uh, pretty interesting, and now she's uh, doing that as a way to do a startup and small business. So welcome onto the podcast, podcast, Christina.
0: Thanks, Devin. It's great to be here.
1: So. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. So maybe we'll turn it over to you. And I did a quick intro, but uh, we'll let you do a much better intro than I'm sure I could ever give and start to tell your journey.
0: Sure, yeah. My name is Christina Kala. My company is Collaborate, and I work directly with Microsoft partners, helping them navigate the Microsoft ecosystem and access funding and resources, help them unlock the, the uh, funding and the, all the things that Microsoft has for its partners. I've been in IT for about 20 years. And I started out as a legal administrative assistant for an attorney and went to work for a couple other attorneys. And then I decided, well, I wanted to change a case. So I went to work for a, uh, a technology. So I need
1: company. to jump in right there. Yeah. So you went to work for attorneys and just at, being an attorney myself, did you come out being liking attorneys or don't? And I, did, I, I get, I've seen both attorneys. I've seen both attorneys. So I know there's some great attorneys out there, and there are some that you walk away and say, man, I don't, don't never would want to deal with them again. So what was your experience with working with attorneys?
0: I think both. But, I mean, I didn't I did not like working with them, but I didn't like sitting behind a desk and being basically a secretary. So uh, I wanted a, something a little more challenging. And, um, but, yeah, but the attorneys, some were good, some were bad. <laughs>
1: That probably describes the legal field as a whole. So (laughs) good attorneys, you get bad attorneys and stuff in the middle. And they span pretty much the spectrum.
0: Yep. Uh, So, yeah. So I went to work for a technology company and uh, I was a secretary receptionist when I first joined. Hmm. And then they had a couple different companies. One was a distributor that distributed uh, embedded computing boards. And so I worked there for a year, and then those two people that ran that business, the, the distribu- distribution business, uh, didn't show up one day. In fact, they never came back again. Mm. So they said, hey, Christina, tag, you're it. Uh, let's see what you can do with this company. So that kind of got me into IT, and it got me into the embedded computing world, which I really liked. So we sold
1: what, better, what did yeah. tag your it mean how did they
0: they had to keep that company running and i was the best option for them at the time okay so um you know i love challenges so i just jumped in i didn't know anything but i just jumped right in and said okay i can do this uh so our customers at that company were defense contractors so saic spay war lockheed martin north of Bremen. So it was a great place to get my feet wet when it came to technology hardware on the hardware side. And um, I did that for about five years and got into sales of technology uh, and then decided to move on. And I wanted to see if I could really do sales again, (laughs) you know, outside of that environment. I thought that was a pretty safe environment. Mm. So um, I went to work for a company that sold hard to find computer components, hard to find electronic components. And, uh, that was like hardcore telemarketing, you know, sales. So I didn't know what I was getting into and I didn't like it, but it really helped me hone my skills as far as sales goes. Um, so I did that for a little while and then the market hit about 2008, it started crashing and I was working for a broker of those electronic components. And so all of our customers said, Hey, we can't buy from you anymore. We're going to have to purchase from tier one distributors. So I figured, well, I gotta go get a real job now. <laughs> you know? And so I was still on the hardware side. I went to work for a company called A10. They did, uh, they manufactured PVM switches for, uh, for companies in the data center. And so I went to work for them on the OEM team, liked it, but decided I couldn't make much money. And then got an opportunity to go switch to the services side and work for a data center. And that was right about the time cloud was starting. So it was a really great opportunity for me to learn the cloud um, and they were, they were great to hire me because I really didn't have any experience with s- selling services whatsoever.
1: Hmm.
0: So I did that for a while and then went on to work for a couple managed service providers. Um, and then that's where I got into the Microsoft ecosystem and started working directly with Microsoft partners. So fast forward to today where I realized that most of the Microsoft partners that were large Hmm. Always were able to access this funding that Microsoft has
1: for its partners. So I'll, I'll jump in real quick just to give everybody, So, and I didn't know, and I, I mentioned, so what is a Microsoft partner kind of, you know, you, got, you say you went to work with a kind of a Microsoft partner center. What is a Microsoft partner? I know you give a very brief overview. maybe just uh, dive into that just a little bit deeper so people can get a, a grasp of what that is.
0: Sure. So typically a Microsoft partner is anybody who resells anything Microsoft. Hmm. So I work uh, basically with managed service providers. So companies that um, manage uh, uh, their clients' IT environments completely, whether it's in the cloud or whether it's on-premise, hmm. but they also manage the environment. They deploy Microsoft Office, uh, Microsoft Teams, whatever the case may be that the, the company needs.
1: So So that's kind of like, you know, if I have for a larger company that has the IT guy that runs a whole or has an outsourcer that they'll come in, whether it's setting up a database or setting up a cloud system and that you're paying that third party, but that third party or your in-house IT guy will use Microsoft. And so those become kind of Microsoft partners. And then you're you're you working at the partner center, support them or help them to interact with Microsoft. Is that about right? Or did I completely slaughter it?
0: Well, no, 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 it's okay. So there's not, <laughs> not really a Microsoft partner center, so to speak, to go work in, but there's Microsoft partners. So if, you are, if you're in IT and you're selling Microsoft products, hmm. you sign up to be a Microsoft partner. And in doing that, you can get um, you know, different incentives and different things that Microsoft has to help its partners grow uh, their okay. businesses. So, that's okay. really, so I work directly with the partners, um, hmm. it, with their own companies. But work directly with them as far as what they're doing with Microsoft.
1: Okay, appreciate the clarification. <laughs> Thank you. No, so didn't mean to interrupt your journey, so go ahead. So you started working with Microsoft or doing the Microsoft partner thing, helping them, and then fast well, forwarding to today.
0: Yeah, I noticed that the larger partners obviously had um, a dedicated person on staff to navigate the Microsoft ecosystem and to help them get the marketing funds that Microsoft earmarked partners. And it's, you know, Microsoft doesn't make it easy Then make you jump through some hoops to um, be, you know, to get qualified for the, the different programs. Mm. And then I realized that the small and medium sized partners kind of left behind because, and they were leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table mm. every single year. And simply because they didn't have the resource of um, dedicated resource to be able to help them access this funding. Hmm. So I saw a really great opportunity to help these small and medium-sized uh, partners be able to level the playing field and get them the funding that the larger partners are getting. Oh, Cool.
1: So you basically you you get a walk in the door and basically go to the small and medium-sized businesses. Hey, I can get you free money or I can help you get more money. Is that a, a that's a great deal? I'd I'd, I'll <laughs> hire you. I'd hire you if I if I needed Microsoft. So.
0: Well, you know, it's money for them to reinvest into their business, right? Yeah. But what's nice is the way the way the program works. I I can set it up to where the money that they get can cover my fees, so it really becomes a partner. So there's no reason for them to not do it.
1: No, that's a great deal. Yeah. So then, so you decided, hey, I th- I can see kind of that niche or that gap in the marketplace to where you know. Big companies, it sounds like, have dedicated people. They can do it on their own, small and medium size. And do you go all the way down to startups, or kind of is there is there a cutoff, or how does that work as far as – I don't know who qualifies for Microsoft Partners. So do you have to be a certain size, and you can't work with so many startups, or how does that work?
0: You can be anybody. You can be just a Microsoft network partner, and you don't have to resell anything, right? Hmm. So, But I typically will work with uh, managed service providers that, that want to grow. So a smaller partner that is really happy where they're at, or it's a lifestyle company, I don't, I can't really help them. Right. But a company that really wants to grow and invest in their growth and invest in uh, myself and, and help, let me help them build that, that um, foundation that they can, you know, use to, 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 to grow their business basically, and use the funding that Microsoft has for them. So um, it's, you know, Businesses that want to grow, but they can be small. It could be a two-man shop, but as long as they want to grow and increase their business, then I'm all about it.
1: Okay, cool. Hey, and that's a lot on the almost on the legal side. You're, you're describing what I do on the legal side, the <laughs> and trademarks, in the sense, and that was a little bit, not to divert away from your story, but that's kind of where I got in. I work for a lot of large firms, you know, large law firms and top ones across the, the country. And I see that they kind of always focus on the large clients, right? So the ones yeah. that bring in a lot of money, they can give a lot of billable hours, and you kind of almost in a different area of the industry. You had small startups and small businesses and that that never really got the same playing field or the same, you know, type of service and level of service that the big companies did. So that's a lot what Miller IP lot did almost in the same kind of things where you're outlining saying, Hey, We'd like to help those startups and small businesses. They're oftentimes the ones that are the most fun to work with, have them a lot to offer, and they're oftentimes neglected. So I think that's just an interesting parallel kind of between what you're doing with the helping them with the Microsoft and Microsoft partners versus what we're doing in the legal industry. So kudos to you. I like that. I like that vertical. I like working with those people. So that's great.
0: Well, yeah. And so you know what I left out was that, you know, before I started this business, you know, I was I worked for one MSP after another and then worked for a couple other companies. It was just it was I was miserable, it was horrible because it just wasn't a good fit. I didn't want to just do sales. Um it just I was just really unhappy. And so it was interesting how things just kind of came together mm-hmm. and in the midst of COVID, I had this ta-da, you know opportunity and just moment where i said wait a minute these partners are leaving all this money on the table and they could probably really use it right about now to have mm-hmm. a separate stream of income or funding to come in that can help them you know infuse it back into their business and and right now is a really good time well
1: cool and so if i were to jump in because i think when we talked before it was you'd you've only you started it almost in the midst of covid you decided you're going to go out and do this and it was what three or four weeks in uh, when you hit COVID or remind me the timing of, you know, when you decided to jump in, when you decided to really make it go of this and do your own business and, and offer that versus when that timing hit.
0: Yeah. So COVID really started kind of March ish right, when we had to stay at home. Um, and I started my business actually technically late February, but I really didn't start doing anything with it until probably beginning of beginning of April, maybe. So, yeah, so it hasn't been that long, but, um, you know, and it was funny, too, because I was thinking about doing it, but it really didn't end up it's like Okay. Okay. So how,
1: so how, how, how was how, it basically <laughs> being in the midst of COVID saying, you know, I'm now going, I just, finally, you know, <laughs> so if I were to put myself in that, I, if I were to, you know, Myself in that situation, I finally decided I'm going to go start and do my own thing. I've got my business plan, I've got everything going in place, ready to make the jump. Just made the jump, right? As you know, a lot of people say the economy is crashing, your joblessness and unemployment and everything else. And so, is it a scary time? Was it a good time? Was it encouraging? Because you said, Hey, I can really help these businesses. They were saying, "Hey, I wish I'd waited." So, how was that when you're kind of making that transition, and, and you're still in that a little bit in that transition, being yeah. you know younger company? But how did that? How did that go for you? How did that? There, was it? A, how was that? As far as a point in time for you?
0: Well, honestly, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about the the, the timing of the COVID and me starting a business in the midst of it. But the way things came together for me, it was just everything was falling into place, and I really honestly had this 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 drive help myself and help the partners as well.
1: Okay. So didn't really phase you, in other words. Well,
0: look at, so, uh, you know, I (laughs) like, I love, I love a challenge. If I don't have a challenge, then I get really, really bored. So this was like a perfect challenge for me because it's like, Hey, it's make it or break it now. Right. And it's, it's a scary place to be. But um, when you're confident in what you're doing and you know, you're providing a service that is, that is needed. Other companies, then it was just all all falling together for me. So, yeah, cool. All came together.
1: No, that's 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 awesome. So, and even in even in a, amidst a, a COVID, things started to, to fall into place for you. So that's
0: awesome. Well, yeah. So some people can take some people will take COVID and say, "Oh man, well you know that I'm, there's no sales, there's nothing happening, the economy's bad." I think they can use it as. A piece of they can't grow their business or why they're not doing something productive or people can look at it as an opportunity to do whatever they you know whatever they feel is necessary or whatever they want to do so for me i just saw it as an opportunity to help the partners in a really positive way that could that i could really give back but i'm super passionate about helping partners so that's just kind of my thing
1: (laughs) that's awesome so if you do that and say okay now Finally got, made the jump, even in the midst of COVID, got things going out, things are starting to build up, starting to help a lot of partners, starting to get things going well. Where do you see things going in the next six months or a year? You know, just can keep growing as a, you do a one man person or, you know, one woman show, you do a grow the business and have a whole bunch of, you know, other people that you bring on and train, or how do you look at, uh, you know, the next six months or a year for the business?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I'm right now having to consider how I'm gonna scale this this company because I have a lot of opportunity and I don't really know where I want to take it, but I do want to grow it. And business has been coming to me. So I've been very, very fortunate that I haven't had to do anything to go look for business because there's such a big need. So mm-hmm. the business is coming to me and um I think that I'm really gonna to have to to scale it. So I'm gonna to have to find other people to bring in.
1: Uh, uh. And I think that's, that's always a hard place to be in a little bit in the sense of when you're figuring out, hey, we need to grow, we need to grow, expand. And I because, you know, then you always get into now Because, you know, for me, it was, you know, when I went out on my own and started doing some of the things and I've been in startup business and small business for a while, you know, I, I always had the expectation that everybody was going to work as hard as I would, and everybody would care as much as I would. And I I quickly become disillusioned in the sense that, you know, why there are great employees out there. And, you know, they're absolutely valuable. No one cares about your business and works as hard as you do to, to make it a success. And so I guess I wish you the the good road ahead or good luck of the road ahead in the sense of So that's always a, the first Is that once you get things going and you, now you want to have two or three or four of yourself to cover everything. And it's always a great problem to have, but it's still a problem to right. trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah. The other, the other thing that I have to make sure that um, I do well, that is, um, not trying to do everything myself. Right. So I know I for other companies when I've, you know, I've had other friends, I have mentors, I have other partners that I work with, you know, to be able to give that up to be able to grow the company is what it's going to be struggling with a little bit, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same or same dilemma and journey that uh, a lot of, I think a lot of companies go through as you decide, or figure out how to expand. So I think that's, uh, I wish you good luck on it. So it'll be, Thank I'm you. sure it'll make for a fun journey. <laughs> So, yeah, awesome. so then I one or one question I'd have, and I think you mentioned before. So if we just say, Hey, you know, somebody that is looking to get the money from the Microsoft fund and for Microsoft partners, I think you mentioned that there was some timing or, you know, they refill the fund every so often and it takes a little while to get through the process. So for those that may be interested or it may be an opportunity for them, um, what advice would you give them or when is that timing or how's that process go or when should they engage you?
0: Sure, yeah. So Microsoft uh, has a fiscal year that they go by, and the fiscal year starts July 1st. So July 1st is when they refill the funding buckets. So there's $64 million that they put in for their partners. Right now, all the funding is closing until July. But when I work with um, a partner, it typically takes about three months max to get them through the process to where they can actually be qualified and become a Microsoft supplier to be able to access and unlock the funding opportunities. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done from when we first start working till they can actually access the funding, but it's all to be based on, you know, building that foundation so they can grow. And so when we turn the sales machine on, we can go, right? And so they'll be, they'll be growing their business and receiving funding all at the same time. Okay, cool. So Any time's a good time to engage me. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that's great, so well cool, well, as we hit, kind of hit towards the end of the uh podcast, um, I always hit two questions that we kind of hit on one is or so i'll I'll hit on those now, so the first question is is what was the worst business decision you ever made?
0: You know, that's a good question. I think the worst business decision I've ever made is to not go into business for myself <laughs> because you know I was so miserable for so long and working for other people and just not having things you know the way that I would do them. And it was a, it was a big struggle. So I think that the biggest part of, of uh, you know, the, the bad decisions that I made were because I didn't decide to go into business for myself.
1: And I think that's one that, you know, they, and I always have to laugh because, you know, done several of these or done a lot of the episodes and talked with a lot of different inventors and everybody has a different journey, right? And yet there's always, I'd almost say that's one of the top things that people always wish they'd done or more quickly is, Hey, you know, I, now that I'm doing my own business and see what, I, you know, that I can be do better at it and I can be my, control my own destiny, a lot of times it's more profitable, you can do better and it has a better sort of income and all the freedoms and the things that you're wanting and you say, I wish I'd done this X amount of time earlier and I wish I'd only known or I wish I'd made, had a bit more courage. And so I think that that one is certainly something that uh, is a common note. And I think something that people can always learn from is, hey, if you're wanting to get into this, they're always going to be starting a business during COVID, or or doing you know any reason you can always make up a reason as to why it's not a good time or why it shouldn't make sense and yet until you do it you're not you're never going to start and there's never a perfect time and so getting into it and getting or getting it going is always a i think the better or the better decision and if you fail fail gloriously and then learn from your mistakes and pick up and go back at it
0: Exactly. No, exactly. I mean, and sometimes, you know, your biggest failures, your biggest successes follow your biggest failures. So.
1: So, okay. Now I'm going to jump to my second question, which is, so if you're getting someone that was, uh, and and you're kind of in this realm yourself, so you can speak to it starting out as a small business or starting out as a, you know, getting into a startup, wanting to get in there, just starting out kind of in that realm, what would be your number one piece of advice? Having
0: just surrounding yourself with the right people that you can reach out to that will support you and that believe in you.
1: No, I, I think finding a mentor is certainly something. I think that whether it's you know, and I I almost put it out there sometimes the men the better mentors are someone. I guess you can go either way. Sometimes, you know, if you have a, a friend or a colleague or someone that you have a good relationship with that you can lean on, and then you get some support, that's a, a can make for a great mentor. And sometimes mentors may be people that are in the industry you don't know very well, but are willing to, you know, help out the, the up and coming person or the new people in the business. And so I think that there are a lot of different mentors you can find. But the commonality is mentors can be that person that as you're going through the ups and downs, as you're finding people to work, you know, finding out what works and what doesn't work, and going through a bit of the the roller coaster and whatnot, then um, you can have someone there to to help you and support you and to give you ideas and bounce the ideas off of. So, I think mean, that's a great uh, a great uh, great piece of advice.
0: Yeah, and I I, I put my my uh, my mentors to the test, right? So I'm calling at 1130 at night. <laughs> But, you know, that's it's the relationship. So I think that above all else, building good relationships with whoever it is that you're, that you're in a relationship with is super, super important. And if it's a business relationship, you need to get to know the people outside of business so that you can really have that strong uh, relationship that'll last. So I think that's huge, too.
1: Cool. No, I think that's great advice. So, as we wrap up, before we do, I want to make sure that uh, if people want to get in touch with you, if they're a Microsoft, you know, wanting to get into Microsoft or are engaged and looking to write ways to get involved with and access to the fund or anything else, is if they want to get reach out and get involved with you and, and connect with you, what's the best way to, to get your connect up with you?
0: Um, they can either email me at Christina at Collaborate.com, but Collaborate spelled a little different. So it's C-A-L-A hyphen. With my website which is www.collaborate.com and it's c-a-l-a hyphen b-o-r-a-t-e.com So a little play on my last name there with the collaborate
1: <laughs> all right well that'll make it all the more catchy and they'll remember you as well as uh, where to go so great well i will uh, also make sure to cl- or keep that in the uh, show notes so that uh, people can easily find you and for anybody that's looking to uh or get with uh, Microsoft to access that funds or to, to get into that, uh, that industry of the business. Um, certainly I think you're you'd be a great resource. So thank you again for coming on to the podcast. It was fun to have you on and hear a bit about your journey and what you're doing. And, wish you well for the the next the next as you keep uh, ramping things up and keep growing things and going through all of that fun growing pains as well so good luck with that um for anybody else that would like to uh, apply to be on the inventive journey um love to have you on as a guest you can just go to inventivejourney.com to to apply for the podcast and for those of you that may be uh, needing help with uh patents or trademarks or anything else with your startups uh, protect and grow your startups and small businesses, certainly feel free to reach out to to us at Miller IP Law as we'd love to help. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. It was fun to hear about your journey and I wish you uh, a successful journey as you can continue to go ahead.
0: Thank you, Devin, so much. Thanks.